Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the Sikhcast. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being with us. We are back with our 12 Guru series from 1469 to infinity. And today we're going to talk about Guru Tegh Bahadur. And with me, as always, I have Indipreet Singh. Indipreet Singh, Guru Fateh, thanks for being here again. Thanks for uh, hosting the podcast as usual. Of course, of course. So today let's uh, dive into Guru Tegh Bahadur's life. So Indipreet. Take it away. Uh, yes. So I thought we'd uh, kind of do a very quick recap uh, from the last podcast of Guru Hare Krishna Saab. The uh, episode kind of uh, mentioned it that Guru Hare Krishna's uh, gift to the six was where the growth of responsibility of the six was growing, you know, since the time of Guru Nanak, where he, he now challenged his six to um uh, not not choose the guru uh, themselves but recognize the guru themselves what used to happen traditionally right is that the guru was still alive it would be announced that th- this is the next guru the guru would still be living like in the case of uh, you know guru harai or all of the gurus um and uh, then guru himself would bow to the, the new guru uh, and would ask all the disciples to also bow. So in this case now with Guru Hakishanji, um he says the term Baba Bakale. And uh, everyone is supposed to understand that with the new guru will be in, in the village of Bakala. Um, everyone probably knows the story. I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but... Uh, what happened as soon as that was mentioned, there was there was a lot of still relatives of the Guru that, uh, from the Sodi uh, clan uh, who were from Kartarpur had, had had rushed over to Bakala. The number, some people say there were 22 different Gurus that were set up. Some, uh, <laughs> some authors have said that's impossible because there were not 22 different Rishtadars and different relatives of the Guru. So regardless of the number, there were definitely... Uh, historically known that there were um, others that set themselves up as as that as if they were the guru, they would do a lot of different you know kind of uh, uh, conniving and trying to get you know six disciples on their side. And um, however, the story of Makkan Shah, uh, the the traitor, um, is is well known that he he uh, discovers. Or he uh, figures out, along with, with with others as well, who the the real guru is. Um, and I don't want to go into all of the details of, of the story because even then, if you read five books on the life of Guru Tegh Bahadurji, you'll have five different kind of little bit twists here and there of how Makansha Labana actually found the guru, where was the guru, etc. But what's clear is that um, um, that uh, Makansha Labana. He was the one who, uh, based on the what, what he was supposed to offer, uh, the guru questioned him about it. And there was like a complete jubilation that occurred when he realized that this is really true, who a true guru is. He goes up and he says, Guru Laddore, Guru Laddore. I have found the guru, I have found the guru. And everyone um, agrees. Uh, I, may, I had hinted last time uh, that, you know, Guru Tegh Bahadurji was 
the only uh, basically grand uncle or baba of Guru Hare Krishna that was even so so from a from a relative's perspective, he was the right you know kind of level of relative as well, kind of the grandfather. Uh, so he was Guru Haraji's brother. <clears throat> I'm sorry, um, Baba Gundataji's brother, uh, Guru Haraji's uncle. So um, anyway, so so Guru Tegh Bahadurji is found and he is established as Guru. Now, you'll get a lot of different stories that Guru Tegh Bahadurji, all this time in the village of Bakala, was uh, basically a um, ascetic. He had completely left the worldly um, you know, attributes of, of life and was constantly meditating. This is a standard story that, that, that we hear. Um, many authors have refuted that, and Guru Tegh Bahadurji, just like all of the gurus and guru families and 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 gursiks, uh, or was a gristi. Uh, um, uh, it is very interesting, though, that they were married. Uh, Mata Gujri, which was Guru Guru Tegh Bahadur wife, was married for many years but had no child, and the child came very later in their in their life after multiple multiple years of marriage. Uh, but in Bakala was also Guru Tegh Bahadur's mo- mother, uh, Mata Nankiji. So mother, wife, and Guru Tegh Bahadurji had a household, and they lived their life as all all Gursikhs did at that time in Bakale. Um, uh, <clears throat> before we get into uh, post Guru, uh, you know, Guru is discovered and, and his guruship, I want to just mention one thing which many of your listeners may not know, uh, Manpreet. I think. You and I maybe have uh, uh, we, we've uh, covered this maybe in our past long long time. Tegh Bahadur was not the name of Guru Tegh Bahadurji when he was uh, a young boy. Um, if everyone wants to go back to the episode of Guru Go Guru Hargobindji, um, I had made mention of many battles that Guru Hargobindji fought with the Sikhs, and one of the battles was the Battle of Kartarpur. And in that battle, his, histori- historians have noted that uh, most of the Guru's sons fought. Uh, and one of the Guru's sons, whose name was back then Tiagmal. So Tiagmal, from a word perspective, is one who has given up. Right? Tiagdita, or, or uh, basically um, gifted away, or, you know, um, so given up. Um, and uh, but he was so well trained in the martial arts and the use of the sword, the teg, that Guru Hargobindji noticed it, and from that day, offered to change his name, and he was named Teg Bahadur, the 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 brave one, the wielder of the sword, essentially. So it's very interesting in my mind to. Know that there was training going on of six. You know, so grade six, I think some obviously there's a there's a matter of the guru's grace and why guru's grace that's required, but there's also a level and a need and a matter of training that's taking place right from childhood, and that was the culture of six and guru six of that time, especially around the guru's household, the the guru's you know um, uh, royal royal living included lots of learning and lots of training in all spheres, not just the spiritual sphere. I want to make that point. I thought that was interesting. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, uh, Manpreet. 
I remember us talking about it. I had no clue that that was uh, the case. I always thought of Guru Tegh Bahadur as Tegh Bahadur my whole life. So, uh, but when we did that podcast, I real uh, that's when I first realized that it was something else and what was going on and the training that was going on. And one of my questions, which you kind of answered while you were doing this, while you were uh, setting up for uh, the podcast today, was what was he doing? You know, like I always thought, like the standard story is that he was just pretty much, if I just simplify, just meditating in a room somewhere for this all, all this time, right? Like, mm-hmm. but where was he all this time? When, like Guru Hargobindji, Guru Haraiji, Guru, you know, Krishnaji. Like, okay, what was he doing? Like, where, where was he at? So. um that was going to be one of my questions too. Yeah, 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 ex- exactly. So, so here, here, let me give you a little bit more interesting. So, you know, very, it's kind of sad for me because the more books on Sikh history that we read, right? Because not going to the original, uh, you know, secondary texts, but uh, the interpretations of it or summaries of it, you get so many different <laughs> um, kind of uh, sides of the story. <laughs> Uh, but I, one thing I think is clear amongst the multiple ones that I, I read for Guru Tegh Bahadurji is that Guru Hargovinji had asked Guru Tegh, or you know, Baba Tegh Bahadur before Guruship, um, his wife and his mom and his mother, uh, Matananki, to move to Bakala and kind of go there and and um, get get ready over there you know the, all of these stories that uh, our historians write there's a lot uh, there's an aspect of prophecy like guru Bibi um, Paniji wanted all of the guruships to be within the family guru Hargobindji said that one day um, you know take Bahadur will will make a will make a great sacrifice etc so this is how they they spin the storyline. But uh, from a factual perspective, it seems like there is evidence that says that he uh, asked him. To, he actually asked him to go and 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 reside in Bakala, in, in uh, village of Bakala. And yes, he absolutely, uh, I, like all six, should <laughs> uh, spend time in introspection in you know uh, Simran or uh, you know uh, delving in Gurbani, uh, which. Um, again, the chronicler is right, kind of that he was he was more on that. In, 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 you know, even though he was Teg Bahadur and the wielder of the sword and had all of the breadth of education, um, he was very attached to the more contemplative and meditative and introspective uh, aspects of Sikh practice. So. Um, maybe that's where it comes from. The story is, oh, he did meditation in a cave for like 22 years is really what the story ends up being. Uh, which uh, yeah, You have evidence of many different aspects of that. Um, but let's, let's, let's move forward. I want to cover his Gurbani maybe later, but let, let's move forward to, okay, he becomes Guru. He's in uh, uh, Bakale when, when that happens. Um, uh, it, it gets announced that he, that he's guru. Uh, one chronicler has written that a party came from Delhi. Remember, a famous uh, minister of the house of the uh, of Guru Nanak during Guru Har Rai's time, during Guru Har Krishnji's times, was Dargamal. So Dargamal was kind of the the divan of of the of the court of the guru, and so was a very important person was Bhai Gurditta Ji. 
you know, this Paguttaji was the son of uh, Baba Buddhaji and known to be always there uh, when a new guru is coronated, uh, you know, guruship is bestowed. So they said the party came and there was a elaborate ceremony, big divan, lots of kirtan and, and minstrel singing. And uh, so all of the royal paraphernalia that goes along with the guruship of the house of Guru Na- Baba Nanak, so Bakala gets converted into the basically the royal and sovereign and spiritual, um, you know, divan or court of Guru Tegh Bahaduji. He starts practicing, uh, helps helps uh, the the Sikhs kind of regain after the, you know, very touching uh, passing away of Guru Har Krishnji. Right, remember that whole story. So, um, and Guru Tegh Bahaduji, so to speak, rolls up his sleeves and he goes, I gotta go meet the Sangats. So he starts, he was also a very lengthy traveled guru of, of, of his time. Um, I, I won't go through the exact dates and the timeline, but you should know the following. He did go to Amritsar. Uh, he did go to Kiratpur Sahib. And, you know, in Amritsar and Kiratpur Sahib were the relatives of the guru. So they obviously hated the fact that Guru Tegh Bahaduji becomes guru because they're, you know, the different relatives, Tirmal being one of the major ones, was very, very upset. So in between Amritsar and Kiratpur, there comes a time where the guru's entourage is going. A masand, uh, this may be also a lot of people don't know, a masand of Tirmal promises Tirmal that I'm going to take away uh, the guruship from Guru Tegh Bahadur and give it to where it belongs, which is which is with you, or, or the respected Tirmal. And uh, tell me if you knew this before, but the, there was an assassination attempt of Guru Tegh Bahadurji by the Masand of Tirmal in his travels, during his travels in Punjab, where he was shot and uh, he got wounded on his shoulder. Not only that, Tirmal uh, Masan's goons uh, stole all of the property around what Guru Tegh Bahadurji had. Was this a known uh, story? This is this is substantial in at least three different chroniclers that I, that I read. Yeah, I mean, I know that there was an assassination attempt, but I didn't know about the land grabbing. Oh yeah, so so all the property of the guru, in addition uh, to kind of all of the um, you know because all of the uh, offerings are going to the to the guru uh, at that time. But here's another twist to the story. What happens is. Um, Makansha, Lobana, and all of the six who had been on Guru Tegh side were very upset, go to the Tirmal side, and they steal back all of the property in addition to other Tirmal's property, which included the original manuscript of the Adgrant Potisab, which was scribed by, by Gurdasi, which was in the possession of uh, you know, the Sodis of Kartapur. Guru Tegh Bahadurji yeah. says, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, you're not allowed to do that. Uh, you got to hand that back. So it is known in history that Guru Tegh Bahadurji uh, got the uh, possession of the Abhigran Sahib, but then handed it back because his Sikhs had, you know, in a, in a kind of a rage, uh, you know, kind of uh, revenge attack, tried to, Teach Tirmal and his and his uh, you know uh, followers a lesson. Um, and uh, in, in the breed, cor- yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. 
Uh, this might be a blunt statement, but and since then we've never seen it. We we have never had it in our possession. There there was um, there was as recently I've I've heard that it doesn't uh, happen a, a, anymore. But the Saudi family of Kartarpur, and this is the Kartarpur on the India side, not the one on the West Punjab side. Right, so there's two Kartarpurs in Punjab. So the the Saudis of Kartarpur used to do like a yearly showing or a vision or a darshan of this. Uh, at least I've heard that uh, historically used to happen. Uh, some scholars have also been able to go and study it, but in the very recent history, I have been hearing rumors that even that is not being done, and no one has been has seen it. So yes, the the main possession of the Khalsa Pant, which is the Adgrant, is uh, basically not in the possession of of, of the of of the Pant right now, which is very very sad. Yeah, in our so yeah, in our lifetimes, in my lifetime, your lifetime, maybe my parents' lifetime, no one's had a glimpse of it. Um, I I I wouldn't know for sure on that, but yeah, that that's what the rumor is that it's. Not not easy to get access to it now, for sure. I mean, there there's a lot of other conspiracy theories. I don't think we want to go into that uh, right now. But um, it's 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 a, and 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 the other um, uh, worst part about because you know that is the of course the first uh, recension of the of the Guru Granth Sahib. The current Guru Granth Sahib, the standardized printed copies that we have. Um, comes from the Dumdami beer, which we can talk about in, in uh, Guru Gobind Singh Ji's uh, podcast. Uh, but um, it's the copies of the Dumdami beer that were made during the time of Paimani Singh and, uh, you know, during during that time, that those copies also have gotten lost in all of the battles and all of the wars that the Sikhs have had to fight had to fight at that time. So even the original or a copy of a copy kind of, uh, there's no traceability as to which one was that. But it is definitely based on uh, a copy of the Dumdami Bi. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so, so that's, the, we, we can do a whole podcast on the Gugan Sab and the and, and, and <laughs> yeah. the Afghan. So um, let, let, let me uh, continue on. So, so uh, th- this is a, a, an interesting uh, kind of a trivia thing that everyone might or may or may not know. What happens is because of all of these uh, problems, again, the gurus always, they had so many problems going on, which was their own family, the religious elite of the time, the political elite of the time. So when they can't you know, thrive within the system, they create new systems, right? That, that was kind of kind of at least a theme we should be seeing. So what does Guru Tegh Bhattaji do? He says, all right, let's get, let's uh, try and settle for some time. Um, and he buys a piece of land a little bit further away from Kirtpur Saab. That area when he bought it was called Chaknanki. And that is the precursor to the city, uh, which we all know today as Anandpur Saab. So Anandpur Saab gets established during his, very soon after he becomes guru, but his travels take him away from Chakunanki. Uh, the six on six are established there, and he heads east. So east from Punjab would be in what we know today as Uttar Pradesh and Bihar, and you all know, uh, hopefully, that we, he all went all the way to Assam as well. So um, remember, all this time, 
he was in Bakale and now traveling is going on. Mata Gujri and Mata Nanki are with him. You know, the family has to travel with him as well. So um, somehow or the other, um, again, many, many versions of stories exist, but they end up in Patna, which we now today know is where uh, the, the family stayed and where the Sikhs helped him, uh, helped the Guru's kind of royal court to be established is uh, now called Patnasa. While at Patna, and I don't know the geography exactly, to, to be honest, but uh, um, between there's a border between... I want to tell you this story uh, because I really... I, I, I never heard of it uh, before. I substantiated it with two or three different um, uh, chroniclers of, of, our, of our Sikh history. Um, between the border of what we know today as Uttar Pradesh and, and Bihar is a river that exists even today in India called Karamnash River. Karamnasa is how it's spelled in the, in the books. So Karamnash, Karam means deeds, Nash means, you know, to kind of um, eradicate. So the belief at that time, the historians say, was that anyone who bathed in that river or consumed the water from that river all their good deeds would be eradicated, which is completely opposite of what the Ganga uh, river is for the, for the Hindus, is anyone who bathes in the Ganga, all their sins are eradicated. <laughs> so a very interesting river. And Guru Tegh Balaji in all his tours is going, and what, what do gurus do? They enlighten, they break away from dubdas, from doubt of all of the, their sangats and the, and the six along the way. So Guru Tegh Balaji, un characteristic of what the Hindus believed at that time, that he would be superstitious? Absolutely not. Not only that, not only does he explain, guys, this doesn't make sense. He is known to have physically gone and taken a bath in that river, just to prove the point, <laughs> uh, which fascinated me so much. You know, in our society today, in the Sikh society, and in the past, the the kind of growth of superstitious beliefs or least that certain places are holy or certain places are not holy uh, really is growing and I um, you know read this and how amazing the gurus are they don't only just speak and share and you know their experiences and their actions are really strong it reminds me of the same exact kind of scenario what guru Nanak Sahib would do when he went to Hadwar and the pundits were throwing water to the ancestors to the sun he goes, oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. Let me throw some water to my fields up in the Punjab. So hilarious, humorous, but so so powerful messages, so simple messages to shed superstition. Um, the Karamnash River, Sakhir, I think Guru Tegh Bhadarji should become as common as the Shahidi Sakhi of, of Guru Tegh Bhadarji. I think it would, it would help the Sikh community, you know, kind of, kind of, veer away from the um, drowning in superstitious belief that many of us have uh, you know, experienced. I agree. I agree. Whatever helps us break more uh, superstition, more bottom, it'll be great for the community as a whole. Right. Right. Um, so, so definitely Guru Tegh Balaji continues the journey and is heading east. So, so he, he uh, leaves now Mata Gujriji, Mata Nanki in 
Patna um, in Bihar, and he um, had some one. I think it was either Macaulay or um, another, maybe um, short history of the six Tejas and Ganda Singh says that Guru Tegh Bahadurji wanted to reconnect with those sangats where Guru Nanak had visited. And all of us know the breadth of Guru Nanak's travel all across South Asia. Uh, but uh, there were Sangats in Assam, in Dhaka, which is now Bangladesh. Uh, so Guru Teglaji traveled all the way there. Um, but here's a little political twist. So everyone hopefully remembers from the Guru Hare Krishna Saki uh, podcast that there was the Mirza Raja Jasing was where the Bangla, uh, Bangla Sam Gurdwara is was Major Raja Jasing. Well, um, interestingly, Jasing's son, whose name is Ram Singh, so Raja Ram Singh, ends up, due to different political things going on with Aurangzeb, he gets sent to the east as well, because there happens to be a rebellion happening in Assam. So somehow or the other, um, Guru Teg Bahadurji meets up with Raja Ram Singh. Raja Ram Singh is so relieved that he has, you know, Guru Tegh Bhaji now in his presence, in, in his midst, that he wants his blessing to help him with the rebellion that he is supposed to, you know, defeat in Assam. Guru Tegh Bhaji, on the meantime, is is doing his, his uh, you know, like uh, teaching tours and his uh, uh, tours in Assam, didn't want to see any war or any battle go on. And he takes a political stand and says, I'm going to broker a peace treaty between the Mughal Sultanate, who Raja Ram Singh is kind of one of the generals of, and the uh, kind of the, the kingdom of Assam. Very interesting. Again, bringing up the Medipedi idea, the, the spiritual and, relig- and, and political, you know, kind of both dual dual actions of of the Sikhs and of the Gurus happening hand in hand. So a peace treaty gets gets uh, negotiated by the blessings of Guru Tegh Bahadurji. And till today, in, in that area in Assam, and I've never been there, um, but uh, anyone can Google it, there is a... Um, uh, Kamrup is, is one uh, city in that area. And there's another uh, city, I forget its name right now, but uh, there's kind of a, the, the story goes that Guru Tegh Balaji asked the uh, soldiers of each of the armies to fill their shields with with uh, dirt and create it like a mount, mound. Uh, some say a mound, some say a little hill was built because there's a lot of dirt that was collected. So it essentially became a peace mound or a peace uh uh, memorial and till today a Gurdwara exists over there as well so very interesting one uh, episode I wanted to relay was this whole uh, Guru Tegh Bahadurji also taking active part in kind of uh, brokering a peace treaty between two different warring factions warring parties uh, and, and uh, memorials being built as a result of that uh, while he was there he gets he gets the news that the Bala Pritam uh, baby Gobind Rai has been born in Patna. So then he heads back towards the sides of of, of Patna, <clears throat> and everybody knows uh, Guru uh, or Bab, um, 
Gobind Rai grows up you know, about three to four years or so in Patna while uh, Guru Tegh Balaji is coming back. Uh, then uh, the, the, um, he, they do meet in Patna for a little while. Guru Tegh Balaji heads in Punjab, starts settling things in Punjab. And then when Guru uh, or Gobind Raiji is a little bit older, Mata Gujri and, and the whole entourage brings them back to um, Punjab and uh, up north into Anandpur Sahib. And they, they settle over there. And this is where the famous, uh, which, which a lot of people know, episode of the Kashmiri Pandits come to Anandpur Sahib um, asking for help from Guru Tegh Balaji because I guess uh, the story goes, Aurangzeb went even more haywire <laughs> as far as the atrocities that were being committed. He really created a political religion, so he, his desire to make all of South Asia 100% Islam was in uh, full force. Uh, Kashmir had a very powerful Kashmiri Brahmins, uh, uh, you know, community. You know, the, the thought was that if the Kashmiri Brahmins were, would all convert, then Aurangzeb would have no problem converting the rest of South Asia. Uh, but they, you know, used their connections and everything, and ended up with Guru Tegh Balaji. Before I go further on that, I, wa I want to go to his um, uh, Gurbani. Um, so, for for everyone's information, Guru Tegh Bahadurji's Bani was obviously inserted in there by Guru Gobind Singh Ji when he had by Mani Singh scribed the second recension of the uh, Granth Sahib, and that you know in 1708 became Guru Granth Sahib. Uh, multiple rags, his bani is in multiple rags, and every Sikh Sangat, I'm sure, or Sikh member, somehow or the other in their lifetime, is invited to a pogue of, an, of a Akhan part. And uh, what is the usual uh, kind of <laughs> method of, of <laughs> kind of coming to the pogue of the Ananza? Is Novem Shlok. Beautiful yep. set of shloks um, that, that gets recited. And uh, so, so you know, it's, again, it's kind of like everyone's heard Guru Amar Ji because everybody does Anansa. So everyone has heard uh, Guru, Guru Tegh Bahadur Ji through the, the, the Shabbat, right? And that is the most powerful aspect of our Guru. Uh, the very famous uh, quote in Novimala Deshalok, so next time you're at an Akhan Park Pog and Novimala Deshalok are being recited in a melodic voice, pick up two or three uh, that you may uh, you know want to know, but one that I always pick up and it's always uh, uh, front and center is um, basically the one who does not fear anyone, the one who does not frighten anyone. That type of person, O Nanak, is to be the, uh, considered the Gyani. Right, is, is, is the real thing. That's it. So shaloks are, are usually a couplet, right? So it's two lines each, and uh, there's a whole bunch. Now that Novemala the shlok is in the section of the Guru Granth Sahib known as shlok Varante Vadik. So there are 22 vars in the Guru Granth Sahib. Each var is a set of shaloks and poris. So those shaloks that didn't fit into the vars, they're called shalok Varante Vadik. So you have saloks from Guru Nanak Sahib, Guru Amadas Ji, Guru Ramda, Guru Arjun Sahib, and then the, f the last one will always be the ninth, uh, the ninth Nanak, uh, Novi Maladis Salok.
Um, one more Shabbat that always hits me, it comes sometimes in Hukam uh, Nama. And, you know, we have been told, uh, for those that, that may not know, uh, that the, in a Shabbat, during a Hukam or in, during a regular reading, the Rahawzi Tuk is usually the central idea of, of a Shabbat. Right? So, you, and, and all of the rest of the, um, um, lines of, of a Shabbat are kind of um, ex- explanation or elaboration of the central idea. So uh, there is a, a Shabbat by Guru Tegh Bahadurji, um, and, and it starts and it's the Rahali Dukh. Jona Dukh me Dukh ne maane, Sukh sane arpe nehi jaake, Kanchan maati maane rahao. But it's really just a statement. It's really not even... Uh, kind of giving what the actual idea is. It says that person who doesn't understand sorrow to be sorrow, dukme duk nehimane, and things that are the opposite of sorrow, right? Happiness, sukh sane arpe nehi jake kanchan mati mane, and you know any kind of happiness doesn't impact them. Uh, there's no fear uh, in, in that uh, in them as well, and and and. The, the really punchline for those that are all consumed of wealth and uh, and don't have a, a idea of kind of uh, you know living within the means is kanchan mati mane. Kanchan is gold, mati is dirt. So understands gold to be dirt, um, and that's it. That's the central theme. So constantly. At least for me and a lot of Sikhs are, are, are contemplating these two lines. It's really at the end, uh, of the Shabbat where Guru Sahib says, and, you know, um, that being who has understood or who has been able to tackle all of these, uh, you know, dualities of life or attachments of life is, is someone who we understand is, is one with the divine. It's a beautiful Shabbat, but uh, I, I wanted to share this, that this is the type of message that Guru Tegh Bahadurji gives over and over. Many people have attributed his, his uh, Gurbani to be what's called Berag. And, you know, it's a lot of Berag. There's a very lot of longing or a lot of... Uh, some, if they interpret it some way, will think it's very... Uh, melancholic and so sad kind of thing, but there's an empowerment uh, in, in built in it well, and that's the verag where where there's a there's a sadness or a sorrowness because of separation of a beloved, um, but there is a hope and a and a us inside or, or like a desire of of that union that that needs to be done. Um, so all of his writings, every chronicler or every scholar kind of sees a theme of Guru Tegh Bahadurji's uh, Shabads, um, which you can find in other other gurus as well. But this one is uh, this uh, uh, the, the Shabads of Guru, Guru Tegh Bahadurji are quite pronounced. And here's an interesting tidbit as well. Um, as far as I know, um, and I'm not you know, the scholar of the Guru Granth Sahib uh, um, at all. But um, as far as I know, I've read that all of his Bani is in Braj Bhasha. So this is uh, Braj. Taigodasi um, has written in Braj. Um, Guru Gobind Singh Ji has written in Braj. Uh, you know, all the Gurus and other other Pagans have as well. But it's a very interesting that Braj Bhasha 
is uh, kind of a well-known, there's modern-day Braj as well, you know, there's Hindi, but uh, in, it's really in central India. So Bihar and Patna area where Guru uh, Tegh Bahadur Ji spent a lot of his time, interestingly, also took on the language of that area as well uh, for most of his Bani, if not, if not all. Um, I'll stop there for a little bit, and anything you want to uh, kind of note, um, Manpreet, or ask, or... No, his Bani, which you kind of touched on earlier, I think maybe we'll do it in the Guru Gobind Singh's podcast of uh, how it was added and all that stuff. But I think I think we're good. I, I think we're good. I just wanted to, since we did touch on Ad Granth and, you know, and then how Guru Gobind Singh added his, uh, you know, father's, Guru Tegh Bahadur's Bani, and then, you know, there's always some controversy on even if Guru Gobind Singh Ji's lines in there too and stuff like that. So yeah. we don't got to get into that. I think we got into a couple of controversies already in this podcast. So it's fine. Yeah, but I, no, wanna, no, I just want to make it clear, you know, to all the people listening that, you know, there's no – people say a lot of things, but when it comes down to it, it's it's very clear on what's in Guru Granth Sahib and what's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Th- those, those. There's a line attributed to uh, Guru Gobind Singh Ji, and there's, um, for, uh, again, as many uh, scholars, as many opinions you'll get <laughs> sometimes. So, but uh, yeah, it is, it is clear, it is well um, accepted by the Pant that uh, it's, it's all good to take Bhadaji's Bani and know not in this look. Um, okay, so. The little detour on the Gurbani, which is an essential aspect of every Guru's uh, life, uh, but we, we come to the time that uh, the Kashmiri Pandits have come down. They say they have no other avenue no, for escape or for uh, where to go, so they've come to Guru Tegh Padraji. And by this time, like I had said, the family was also there. Guru, uh, um, sorry, Govind Raiji was also a young boy, um, always energetic, and sees his father in a melancholic mood. Um, you know, this is how our story goes, right? That there's a discussion between Govind Raiji and 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 Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib is that this is a predicament that the Kashmiri Pandits are in, and the only way that a change will occur is some great man's sacrifices for, for them. And Guru Gobind Raiji says, Father, who who is more of a great man than you to, to show the way? And, uh, you know, uh, they say that that's when Guru Tegh Balaji understood that Gobind Rai is ready to take on the guruship and he must embark on this uh, mission, mission of martyrdom. Um, so it occurs... And he says, all right, I, I need to go to Delhi. But he doesn't go to Delhi. He goes, I'll go on my own time. And along the way, if they arrest me, they arrest me. By the way, there's other stories about Guru Tegh was was arrested multiple times. So, you know, assassination attempt, arrests going on, family is, uh, you know, bothering. Uh, and he, he sets up a new city, goes and does a peace treaty. He's coming all back and, and he sees that there's chaos in in the land. Um, of K- Kashmir, where, where there are many Sikhs as well, but, and the Brahmins have come and asked for his help. So uh, I think uh, most of the chroniclers agree that he takes a detour, doesn't go straight to Delhi from Anandpur Sahib, and he ends up in Agra. And it's in Agra where he does get arrested for the final round and gets taken to Delhi. 
um, because on the way, what he wanted to do, just like he did on the east, is meet all of the sangats that were um, kind of covered by Guru Nanak. He wanted to. He had more sangats who were who were requesting his his vision and his presence, and he wanted to, you know, um, uh, meet meet the sangats along the way. Um, along with him, many different names get thrown up, but I think for our purposes, the, the names that we should kind of remember that were with him throughout this and post his his martyrdom as well is by Mati Dasji, by Sati Dasji, by Diala. Um, most of the chronicles say that by Gurditta Ji was also with him. And by the way, uh, of course, by Mati Dasji and by Sati Dasji were brothers. Their uncle was none other than Divan Dargamal, who was the Divan, uh, you know, kind of the minister of the house of Baba Nanak yeah, for Guru Hazaji and Guru Harkrishnji, and so he had become very old, and so he had taught the, you know, reins of the, of of the duties to um, his his nephew by Matidasi. So very interesting, that is within the family of the Sevadars that continued to do the service of, of the Gurus as well and was one of the, um, you know, one of the tortured ones uh, who tried trying to make the Guru uh, succumb to, you know, the tortures, both physical on his and himself, as well as the torture of his, of his disciples to trying to change his mind and convert to Islam or show a miracle of some kind. Again, that whole idea is, is also very prevalent, by the way. Aurangzeb had this infatuation with miracles. <laughs> so he said, either you become a Muslim or you show me a miracle, was was what the challenge was to to uh, um, Guru, Guru Tegh Bhadraji. Okay, so um, by Masidas, by Satidas, by Diala, uh, the um, martyrdom occurs, head is is chopped off. The head is then, you know, and, and then it is it is uh, well documented that there was a Kikan Haneri Yagi in Punjabi, and basically a dust storm engulfed the uh, whole of Delhi when uh, the head was was chopped off. Um, and in that chaos and dust storm, uh, Jetha, who was from a, what's called a Rangreta class, was able to capture the head of Guru Tegh Balaji and started running north and, and basically traveling north uh, uh, very quickly to Anandpur Sahib to um, you know, hand, hand over the head to um, uh, young Gobind, now Guru Gobind Balaji. And the body of the Guru was again kind of in the chaos, taken away by um, uh, so, some say it was the, the whole clan, but the main name that comes up, everyone may know, is Lakisha. So Lakisha Vanjara, a trader in the, in the Delhi area at that time. So they were, uh, well, uh, need to be known by all of us who need to know every, anything about the story of Guru Tegh Bhadaji. Um, uh, Rangreta Guru Kabeta was a... Um, Kind of an episode given by young Gobind Raiji for the service that Jeta Ji had done of bringing bringing the head. The head was cremated in Anandpur Sahib, right near the uh, Gurdwara Keshgarh Sahib, 
if you walk, I would say, not even, you know, half a mile, there is a Sizganj Gurdwara, even in Anantur Sahib city. That is where, that is commemorated as the uh, cremation of the head of the uh, deceased of Guru Tegh Bahaduji. And corresponding cremation of the body is what we all know today as Rakab Ganj Gurdwara. Gurdwara Sahib, Rakab Ganj in Delhi, around the parliament uh, area. Um, is where the, the the body and the body was cremated in a way because it was you know again the the Mughal um, uh, police force were all out trying to f- find out who is the you know um, followers of this of the gurus <clears throat> but <clears throat> Lucky Shavanjara had basically burnt his hut burnt his house um, so that it could be not known that the guru's body was cremated over there. And that's where the cop comes out. So, so very, um, uh, I, I'm in my mind, powerful service that the Sikhs are doing. But it, this, this, and we leave it for the next episode. But this leaves a, a kind of thought in the mind of the guru when he asks, was there no one there to, you know, uh, boldly take the body or, or take the cease? Um, and, um, you know, Rangrita Guru Kabeta replied that no, actually many of the six they kind of melded in the crowd and, and didn't stand up for the, the injustice that was going on. In the annals of, of history, um, we, we sh- kind of say, right, that uh, it, it is very rare or, or probably never happened that, you know, a, a head of a particular faith gives up their lives for the, uh, for uh, the freedom of the other faith to choose what they would, would like to practice or how they would like to practice. Um, essentially, this is a, an episode in world history of um, the, the choice of religious freedom, you know, to be victorious. Um, it is known after that, after this martyrdom, Guru Tegh Bahaduji, Aurangzeb failed in his attempt to transform all of South Asia into an Islamic uh, state, and the demise and downfall of his of his kingdom began during that time. And, and it included, by the way, many uh, uh, battles and 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 uh, wars with Guru Gobind Singh Ji um, uh, during Guru Gobind Singh Ji's time, but even after post Guru Gobind Singh Ji's time. So. Now, one um, discussion that happens in uh, six circles all the time, very interestingly, and I've come to know this uh, in recent years as well, um, but not not from the beginning. From the beginning, I've always heard that Guru Tegh Bahaduji is known within six circles, but outside of six circles in the in the Hindu context as. Taram di Chadar, or there are multiple books that are written as Taram di Chadar. As a, um, as a um, matter of fact, there was it's, well, there's one book. It's a translation of Novemala Deslok, and it's titled Taram di Chadar. Um, in other books, you will see that Guru Tegh Bahaduji is praised as being Hindi Chadar. So he's Chadar, which means basically a cloth to cover. Cloth to cover is a is an idea of giving comfort, right? So the Hindi Chada, the Hindustan, or the Hindu faith is what it's translated as. But original texts, meaning, uh, uh, sorry, secondary texts that are much more contemporaneous to 
Guru Technology's time, or primarily this is Guru Gobind Singh's time, there's mention of describing Guru Tegh Bahadurji as shrist each other. So not only is it for a taram can be also interpreted as you know a specific taram, a specific faith path duty. Uh, Hind can be also specific to a region or or, or a faith. And uh, what makes more sense for the Sikhs, right? Others may believe what they want to believe, but uh, uh, Sikhs that have that relationship with the Guru, where do we or how do we envision our Guru? Our Guru is a Jagat Guru, universal Guru, right? So Shrisht meaning the world. So it is the, the Guru's coming on this earth is a grace of Vaiguru, blessing for the Sikhs but it's also a blessing for the world. This is what we believe. So, Shristichadar, Gurbani is, you know, just uh, on its own, without people thinking even, they say, Ilahibani, which is universal, universal Shabbat, universal message. Similarly, so, if Shabbat is universal, the embodiment of Shabbat in, in the ten lives of the Gurus uh, is also universal. So, Shristichadar does make sense from a Sikh theological and, and kind of, um, you know, historical perspective. And it's interesting that the more contemporary, contemporary writings around the time frame of Guru Gobind Singh Ji mentioned Guru Tegh Bhadaji as Shristi Chadha. We have, the Sikhri has a video, um, her Singh has done a good, a much better explanation of that, I think. And uh, I think it's worth noting um, and, and worth pointing out, so I wanted to do that as well. Didn't Painanla Goa call him Shristi Chadid? I don't think it was, no. I, um, I'm I'm not sure it was Painanlaji uh, who, who called him Shristi Chadid. It was one of the 52 poets of Guru Gobind Singh Ji's um, Darbar. And I apologize, I don't have the, the, the name of the, of, of the poet at that time. No, yeah, no problem. I thought it was Painandra uh, Goa, but yeah, it could be one it, of the poets it, it, it too. Which, which either way, it's, uh, you know, just each other is a term that has not been, I hardly hear it being used unless it's a lecture from like a scholar. <laughs> so I hardly hear yeah. it being used. So it's Hindi Chadar or Tarmdi Chadar. Uh, but just each other, if people at that time, which were very close to Guru Gobind Singh, whether they be their co court whether it be his court poets or not um you pretty much got to believe them than the scholars that are writing the books today that's what i feel so just each other makes a lot more sense yeah yeah and you know that's going to happen i i think i think we we you know it's not in with for the six to control what gets written or what gets spoken about it but for 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 six who are self-proclaimed, who have uh, believe that they they have a connection with the guru. I think it it makes sense for us to you know um, imbue it ourselves, under, understand the gurus in that kind of light. If we ourselves start to understand it, I think slowly our family members will understand it, or, or and kind of uh, you know live and work and have that relationship to guru with the guru in that kind of manner. Our sangats will then, you know, uh, change and then, you know, the, the whole idea of influencing but starting from ourselves, I think is, I'm a big believer in that. So, um, 
uh, yeah, it, 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 it's uh, some some will argue that this is a minor point. Look at Guru Tegh Bahadurji's gift to to all of us. I think even if it was just for the Hindus, that's even great in itself. But you know, it may uh, for for some it may seem like that. But we as Sikhs, that Guru is is much greater than what our our human minds can even fathom, and that's the acceptance that that that's required that the Guru is like that. And therefore, our, have the capability, jin manas te devte kiye. The Guru is such an entity that converts regular uh, us humans into angelic beings, into divine beings. And everyone has that potential within. The Guru is the enabler of that potential. Very well said. And yeah. uh, so we have as its core value, Guru Tegh Bahadur, as composure. Yes, uh, which is... Uh, like I said, I mean, again, any any core value as prescribed by by Nanlaji can be applied to any guru because as we've been going through our episodes, every guru is is tackling mundane political, mundane religious elite pressure uh, things with their with their uh, families as well, but not once. Are is things happening in revenge? In the case of Guru Tegh Bahadurji, the his Sikhs who who embarked on a revengeful, you know, took away uh, everything from Tirmal. He he tries to reverse it in such a composed fashion. Basically, coolness of judgment. When when is it that you got to do what you got to do? So it was you know in a very melancholic, very cool manner. When the Kashmiri pundits come to uh, Guru Tegh Bahadurji, he makes the decision and coolly, with with great composure, I will head to Delhi on my own terms, not only because Aurangzeb has summoned or wants to arrest and goes through all of the villages, meets with his with his with his uh, followers, with his disciples, prior to saying, "All right, I'm in Agra, big stronghold of the Mughals. I'm here. Go take me." You know. That's the composure that Guru Tegh Bahadur is teaching the Sikhs. He, when Pushkam, you know, when when so much and lately over the past couple of months, those have those that are engaged with the news from Punjab, lots of things are happening there, and you know we could either kind of panic and rush to conclusions and try to do something, but you know. Taking our time with with uh, you know uh, with our grace of our guru behind us always, but with a clear mind and acting not not as hot heads but as cool heads with a coolness of judgment of what our actions should be is over and over from every guru, uh, but by Nanlalji, Principal Tejasin has written it up as being kind of uh, uh, something that Guru Tegh Bhadaji, despite all of the interesting episodes in his life, right, of all of the different things he did, they say what really sticks out is his coolness of judgment or his composure. Couldn't agree more. Indapreet, really appreciate your time, really appreciate your research. To everyone listening, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please uh, write to us at info at sikri.org. Um, I also, in the show notes, have our Twitter handles. If you want to reach out to us directly and ask us any questions, uh, we'll be happy to answer it. Uh, Indapreet, once again, 
thank you so much for all the work you do uh, for these podcasts and all the in-depth you go on on each of the Guru's lives. And I'm sure people are getting to know things that they never even heard of before. And hopefully it's making everybody think. Um, but really, really appreciate it. Uh, I'll leave you with any final thoughts. No, I appreciate you helping uh, me, you know, uh, host this. Uh, it, it's it's a pleasure to do so. It's not a burden at all. As I always say, this is a learning experience for me. And I'm no expert at history. I'm no expert at Gurbani. But just taking this kind of excuse, say, oh, I got, we got to do this podcast this month, <laughs> inspires me to learn more about my gurus and um if I can learn and share that learning and if that inspire others to learn more than me and share more than me, that, that's that's really where we want to go with this. So truly appreciate it. Guru Teg Badarji. Uh just like last time we did um Sidi Harkashanti Aye, just Sabdukjai, everyone knows this Teg Bahadur Simriyaka no nid avetai. Now nine treasures um, there are many uh, interpretations of what that is, but I think one of the attributes of the nine treasures is this composure and this really kind of keen sense of coolness of judgment. Teg Bahadur Simir, remembering Teg Bahadur, Guru Teg Bahadur Saab, uh, for a Sikh, whether we remember it through the Bani of the Gurus, whether we remember it through the memory of Guru Teg Bahadurji's martyrdom, or whether we remember it as the Guru Teg Bahadurji's founding of one of our, uh, you know, where, where all Khalsas, when they take Amrit, are born in the city of Anandpur Sahib. Guru Teg Bahadurji founded the city where all Khalsas are born. If you remember Guru Teg Bahadurji from that, um, you know, aspect of his life, um, all the treasures that one can even fathom can come to that that person, and that's the the beauty of Guru Tegh Bahaduji and uh, uh, the Shabad that he uh, uh, revealed to us, and the and the Jugat, the actions that he revealed to us. So uh, appreciate it very much. Thanks, and looking forward to the next episode as well. Waikujika Khalsa, Waikujika Fadeh.